Penn State wins. Yes, that's obvious, but grab your umbrellas because it's going to be an ugly, rainy game in Beaver Stadium. That's part of the reason why UMass is going to cover. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, that is right. You are Locked On Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Seiko, bringing you all things Penn State Nittany Lions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. UMass is going to cover this one. So the the cover streak, the spread streak that Penn State was uh, that had rolling through five games is going to be no more. I, I don't like to say it, but let me know in the comments what your official score prediction is. That is how the show is going to go in the opening segment. I jump right into it. You get the prediction. You get the reason why everything. And plus that overview of the conditions of the game, the background, all of it. And then I'll tell you what Penn State and UMass are going to do respectively with their game plans to kind of back up my thought process here. But let me know in the comments what you think is going to happen in this game, your official score prediction. And if you haven't already, become an everyday or subscribe to the show on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Become an everyday. Okay, my official score prediction is going to be Penn State 38 and UMass 14. The Minutemen of Massachusetts coming into this one and the spread is moving backwards. Penn State was a 43-point favorite at one point in time. And now FanDuel and the other sports books have shifted that back to 41.5. You can maybe get it in 42 in some places, with the total dropping from 58 to 54.5. So you're seeing this game go in, in a lower-scoring direction because of the weather. So Penn State, the cover streak is over here. I have three main factors why Penn State still wins. I mean, this is obvious. Massachusetts is one and six, but they're not going to cover this one. The two main factors are, uh, and then I'll get to a third of why Penn State is going to be able to put up 38 points. But my two main factors are the weather, one, one of which 90% of rain all afternoon. If, it's not if it wasn't going to be a downpour, consistent rain, you're supposed to get a half an inch of rain over Beaver Stadium all afternoon. It just not does not look good. 10-mile-an-hour winds and real field temperature of 40 degrees. Look, I'm no meteorologist, but that does not sound good. And I'll tell you what this reminds me of. Penn State Northwestern game from last season where there were multiple fumbles and Penn State really couldn't get it going, and they just kind of got in and got out of Beaver Stadium as quickly as possible. This is not a fun one to play in. Colder temperatures are finally setting in. The rain is going to force some more turnovers by maybe both teams, honestly. We might see the offensive streak of turnovers uh, end in this one, but the weather is going to be nasty. Bring an umbrella, bring a poncho, bring something. If you're going to the game, it's going to be a bad one. And then this is also a major look-ahead spot for the Nittany Lions, like it needs to be said, too. Massachusetts is 1-6. A non-conference opponent who they've only played one other time in school history. And you got the Ohio State Buckeyes where your season makes or breaks next week. Really, it does. If you lose to Ohio State, yes, you can rebound against Michigan. 
but you would rather beat the Buckeyes and set yourself up for success against the Michigan Wolverines. And Ohio State is the more winnable of the two, may I add. UMass doesn't offer any juice. You're coming out of the bye week. So Penn State, they might try, they're going to try to jump out and get a fast start. But are they going to be able to do that coming off of the bye week? And again, the Minutemen just offering no juice in this matchup, especially when you have the Buckeyes. It's not just any other opponent. It is the Buckeyes who have been a thorn in the side of Penn State for uh, the better part of the past five years and beyond that. They haven't beaten the Buckeyes since 2016. But this is one of the worst uh, FBS teams in football. Your classic look-ahead spot. The starters are going to exit. The plan is to get in and get out, especially in a rainy game. It is not worth it for Penn State. Win by 10 points for all I care. Seven points. I don't care. You just have to get the win in this case because next week's matchup is much more important here. Third and final reason why this game is going to result the way it is, and Massachusetts getting 14 points is going to be because they do have a respectable offense, but a lot of those two touchdowns are going to come in garbage time. Massachusetts is analytically the fifth worst team in the FBS. They are also the fourth worst team against passing and then fifth worst team against defending the run. Starting quarterback Tyson Pumachan is banged up. We'll see if he's 100% in this game. UMass isn't really going to offer all that much resistance. I think Penn State is just going to let off the gas pedal significantly. And UMass, because they're going to play for some pride, are going to score uh, two touchdowns in the fourth quarter here. Now, this is the way the game flow is going to go. Penn State, whether it works or not, they're still going to try it. I think Penn State is going to run some explosive plays. Just because it is raining and you want to run the ball more in the rain than you want to pass it, Penn State's still going to try to pass the ball. Just because it's more difficult doesn't mean you can't do it. And honestly, they might even air it out the first play of the game because James Franklin is like that. With the press conference, the viral clips, uh, had that episode with Corey Geiger, check it out where we talked about it. But Penn State, James Franklin, it, it might be a case of just throw it deep because UMass's defense is not good. They give up the explosive play. And Penn State, frankly, does need to work on its passing game and, and tighten some loose bolts before the game against the Ohio State Buckeyes. You assert your dominance. You use the ground game to shorten the game because the most important part is getting out of this game with as many healthy players as possible. And UMass will be forced to run in these conditions. They're an explosive play type of team, but the rain, whereas it's going to it's gonna hold Penn State back a little bit, but it's also going to hold UMass back. And what they say about road games and games decided by weather conditions, your ground game and your defense are always consistent. That is with you. So Penn State is built for these kinds of conditions. UMass is not. Frankly, they're not built for anything. Um, but the late score by the Minutemen with backup defense in is pretty likely here. And then you have bold predictions. So this is it. This is finally the game for Nicholas Singleton. I've been saying it for a few weeks. Uh, honestly, everybody has. But Nicholas Singleton is getting at least 150-plus yard touchdown, and he's going to have over 100 yards rushing in the first half. Uh, he can do it against this defense. Again, Bottom five when it comes to defending anything. And the defense will get three turnovers. Uh, Mich the New Mass, the Minutemen, they are prone to turning the ball over. The offensive line isn't that good. They've surrendered 18 sacks. I see four sacks in this game because UMass isn't going to throw the ball as much as they would want to. And Drew Aller, I think, will throw under 200 passing yards. It's just 
a day where you don't need to show off Drew Aller's cannon. They're going to keep that under wraps for the Ohio State game. And then here's, so that's it. 38 to 14 with the Minutemen getting some points in the fourth quarter, maybe even late in the third quarter. Bo Prabula is going to be in fairly early. Penn State's going to run the ball a lot. I'm anticipating 40 plus, maybe even 50 plus carries in this game. Shorten the ball game, get in, get out. As far as the overview, this is a 3.30 kickoff on Big Ten Network in from, of course, Beaver Stadium. It is a Penn State home game. It's homecoming. Welcome back, alumni. I'm an alumnus, so uh, welcome back to all of us, right? It's the Generations of Greatness game where they do the fancy uniforms. They're going to have the number on the side of the helmet. Uh, Penn State is sixth in the country, according to the AP. They are 5-0 and coming off of the bye week. UMass 1-6. and and most recent game was a loss, 41-24 to to Toledo. Penn State in this series played them one other time, as I mentioned. In 2014, 48-7 was the score. And it's the Adam Brenneman Bowl, former Penn State tight end, also former All-America UMass tight end. James Franklin and Don Brown are your respective head coaches. Brown is in his second season with the Minutemen. These two guys know each other very well. We were on the same coaching staff at Maryland when Franklin was the offensive coordinator and Brown was the DC. Brown is also the former Michigan defensive coordinator, and they've gone, even though Franklin was the head coach at Penn State, they went head to head over the past two, between 2010 and 2020, like so, before, it, before Brown moved on and then ultimately landed at UMass in 2022, now in his second season. So let me know your score in the comments. Mine is Penn State 38, UMass 14 goes under the total, and UMass covers by a lot. 40-plus points is a lot for any team. I, I know Penn State's on the streak, but, man, I just, I, I don't know. If it wasn't raining, I, I think it would be a different story for me. Now, what is Penn State going to do when they have the football? Well, I basically told you what they're going to do, but how are they going to do it, and what are the Minutemen going to do to try to stop the Nittany Lions? Well, I will tell you all about it in just a second, but first, Let's hear from one of our great sponsors on today's show, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available? Why well, you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job in the purple hiring frame to let people know that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the right candidates with just the right skills, just the right experience, so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And the Locked On Podcast Network every single Friday goes live with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live to preview the weekend slate of games, talk about the headlines, the college football playoff implications with the best stable of hosts that Locked On can provide. It is Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Every Friday, live 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. across all the Locked On College YouTube channels. And then when it's done being live, you can play it back on the YouTube channels, plus wherever you get your podcast. So download it today. It is Friday, so you have the chance to listen to it back and get the full weekend preview. That is Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Penn State, when they have the football, they're, like I said, they're going to shorten the game. That, that's the game plan here. 
And just because it's difficult to pass doesn't mean they're not going to. It will be sparingly. I like Penn State to use UMass as a scout team, in a sense. And, and you can do this because the Minutemen aren't a threat to your perfect record. Yes, you 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. I get it. But UMass is one of the bottom five teams in all of the FBS here. It's essentially playing Delaware again. That's really what it is. I think of this game exactly like the Blue Hens, but now the weather conditions are not ideal. If the rain was going to be on and off or if it was going to be a nice sunny day, but when it's going to be a real feel of under 40, wind gusts at 10 plus miles an hour and the consistent rain, it's just supposed to pour and pour and pour. I don't like this, but especially after the bye week, you just want to shake off some rust. You don't want to go into Columbus cold, even though you're going to play in some cooler conditions, but work on the things that you need to work on. And honestly, Use some of those plays that you've been practicing, that you've been hiding, but don't show too much if there's a fair balance of that. If you can balance that out for Penn State, that is the key because you want to run some plays that you haven't run in a game before, but don't tip your hand too much. I We'll see how much Penn State does actually run, but UMass is the opponent to, like I said, tighten the bolts, clean up some things because your problems, uh, if anything, for this team are on offense. So the offense against this kind of defense, you can use them as a scout unit and, and do really well, at least be able to fix some things before a top five showdown. It, maybe the AP hasn't figured it out yet, but you got to put Penn State in the top five, top five showdown between Ohio State and Penn State uh, coming up next week. But Penn State wants to get in, get out, shorten the game, avoid injuries. Like I said, a good time. This is a good time to practice your inside zone. Penn State doesn't have the worst rushing attack, actually. It's number 27, according to the analytics. Penn State has the 27th best running attack in terms of efficiency. But if you can't run successfully the, the inside zone plays against this UMass defense, then this might be a lost cause at this point. Uh, maybe Penn State should just be better off doing jet sweeps and, and outside zone the entire time. Because you can use this game to practice your biggest problems. And one of your biggest problems is the inside zone ground game. They're going to run the ball at least 40 times, maybe even 50 if the game allows for it. Like I said, this is going to be shorter because the clock's going to be constantly going. The ball is not going to be in the air if it's going to rain, if it's going to have a 90% chance of rain, okay? I do like Trey Potts to see an increased role in this because we've progressively seen him get more comfortable with the offense have success when he's on the field. Granted, he's gone up against second and third string defenses when he has, but Catron Allen, despite him practicing, I really don't expect to see him out there a whole lot. Trey Wallace, Amari Evans, just speaking of players that are kind of dealing with injuries here, they'll see some snaps, but not a lot. You save them for next week. Now, UMass's defense is interesting because Don Brown comes in with a defensive pedigree. Uh, multiple fronts, no base defense, and this is something that James Franklin pointed out about Don Brown, is that he basically has no, he has no base. There's not a 4-3, a 3-4. He kind of runs whatever. It's almost a, a, a scriptless defense for him. But typically, when you watch the film, typically it's going to be a three-man front. And that's why I say it's very reminiscent of Delaware, because they have a decent secondary. I use the word decent very lightly, but the formations look very similar to the Blue Hens. And, and they rely on trying to make plays on the football in the back end of the defense. But this is a Don Brown-led team. It's a defensive-minded coaching staff with a defensive, a not-so-defensive-minded team to match at this point. I mean, he's only been there for two years, 
It's a complicated system. He's got to get the guys in. So the transfer portal, you'll, you'll continue to recruit the players that you need for Brown, but it is a very complex system. They need to amass the guys to UMass to make this system work. See, see what I did? There is a few names to know. Uh, Billy Wooden at defensive tackle. He is your nose tackle, 310 pounds. For Penn State's offensive line, this is a true test, and this is going to be a good test. Wooden is disruptive. He leads the team by with four and a half sacks, and that's three ahead of the next guy. So your nose tackle is going to be, is somehow your most disruptive guy in terms of the pass rush, and you only run, usually you have three down defensive linemen. You'll have that edge defender come up for the, for the UMass defense. But this is a good test for Hunter Norzad. Benga Yuane, who's going to take over for J.B. Nelson as the, as the official starter, at least for now. And Sal Wormley, Wooden is, he's not an All-America type of player, but he's high quality. I would argue that he's probably the best overall defensive player on this UMass team and a good setup to try to make sure that Penn State can get the most out of practicing and just building up that inside ground game and working in the interior. And then I got to throw in Isaiah Rutherford and Deshaun Jerkins. These guys are both defensive backs. Each of them have a pick six. Jerkins leads the team with four passes defended. Okay, so there you go. You have some uh, some elements of a Don Brown coach defense. They're there, just not a lot of the time. They're they're in the minority. But that's uh, UMass will basically they are a spread defense, and they might send some more guys down of the box because Penn State is going to be obvious with it. They are going to run the football. The conditions dictate it from a weather standpoint, and the conditions dictate it from a game script standpoint and a scheduling standpoint it's obvious everybody knows it's coming but UMass you can't stop it so Nicholas Singleton will have a good day I think Trey Potts has a good day as well and Bo Prabula when he comes in will will have a nice stat line also UMass does have a respectable offense they're one in six a majority of that is on the shoulders of the defense but I actually like the Minutemen's offense they have some explosive plays they're one of the better teams leading the country in terms of explosive plays. Let's discuss that in just a moment and hear from another one of our fantastic sponsors, and that is FanDuel, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200. That's right, $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's all you got to do. $5 down and you get $200 in bonus bets Win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, totals, and so much more. Right now, Penn State is a 41.5-point favorite on FanDuel. The spread's changing. It's moving. If you like it, go and take it. You can take either side. The total's moving. It's down from 58, 54.5. So it is on the move with the weather conditions. In order to bet the Penn State game and so much more at FanDuel, all you got to do is go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off college football. Kick off the NFL. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And Locked On Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for HappyValleyInsider.com. Penn State rivals. They've had plenty of coverage leading up to UMass. They will have plenty more recruiting news with Jalen Harvey setting his commitment for Monday, October 16th. You can find all that and more, including men's basketball, men's hockey, wrestling at happyvalleyinsider.com. And in this final segment, let's discuss what UMass is going to do. 
with the football. The Minutemen, spread formations, shotgun, they use a lot of speed, RPO, run pass option, read option, quick passes, jet sweeps. They like to get the football into space. They're going to spread the defense out. But the rain, this is where the rain and poor weather conditions really hurt a team like UMass. So the things that they like to do to get the ball out quickly, they, they do have a nice balance of run and pass, but they, I mean, they have a lot of things they can do with. And, and for what it's worth, the offense is very respectable and one of the most explosive in the country. Eight plays of 50 plus yards. That's one of the top. That's one of the best in all of FBS. You have Tyson Pumachan, who is a dual threat quarterback, banged up, but will start this game. At, at least at least that's what we know. And he was recruited by Penn State. James Franklin knows him from the high school, the high school recruiting days. He committed to Clemson over Penn State. Then he transferred to Georgia Tech. And now he's transferred to UMass. So he hasn't exactly landed on his feet this season. 65% completion percentage. That is very good. Three touchdowns to three interceptions. Not so good. 780 passing yards and rushing. Remember, sacks count against your rushing total, but he's got 35 carries, 83 yards, and two touchdowns. I anticipate Pumachan, despite the injury concerns, will be a little more active with his legs than he has been in the past. I do want to mention backup Carlos Davis, 61% completion percentage, six TDs, three interceptions, 886 yards. He's actually been the better passer of the two, but it'll be Pumachan who they turn to. But I wouldn't be surprised if Davis comes in this game. And even if they do change quarterbacks late in the game, it's like, oh, it's the UMass backup. He's forgettable. No, he's pretty comparable. And, and that's, why Penn, that's why Penn State is probably going to surrender one, I think, two garbage touchdowns later in the game with the backup defense. For the running back, when you look up the definition of a bell cow in the dictionary, you're going to find K-Ron Lynch Adams. I kid you not with these stats. 130 carries, 661 yards, and six touchdowns through the seven games that UMass has had so far. And the next running back on the stat sheet has 18 carries for 107 yards. So it, tell me this. The Minutemen really like Lynch Adams, and they are going to to run him, run him, and run him some more. The offense literally runs through him. Another player to know is the wide receiver Anthony Simpson. He is the favorite target. He's the number one transfer from Arizona. He's your big play threat. He's averaging seventeen, and he's averaging over seventeen yards per catch. He's a threat to get the ball on jet sweeps and handoffs. Thirty-three catches, five hundred sixty-six yards, and three touchdowns for Mister. For Mr. Simpson. Now, Penn State's defense really doesn't have to do a whole lot because I think Pumachan will be confused. I think the UMass defense won't be able to adjust. If Manny, D Manny Diaz doesn't have to get overly creative, he can do the basic stuff and still be able to confuse this Minutemen offense. You can sell out for the run. I say all you got to do is account for the quarterback. And when you have somebody like Abdul Carter, this is easier to do. So, Penn State is really good against option quarterbacks. Just do not let Pumachan beat you with his legs and allow UMass to build some confidence. That's all you have to do. Your secondary is the best in the country. We know this. Run press man coverage because if UMass is bad at anything, it's getting off the line of scrimmage when there's somebody in your face playing the press coverage trying to jam you at the line of scrimmage. So hold those receivers at the line when they do decide to pass, when they have to. The offensive line is not great. Pumachan has been sacked 11 times. Davis has been sacked six times. Penn State, the defense doesn't have to do anything extracurricular.
they can get this done and create turnovers, create short fields, and do everything that Penn State has done. Grind opponents down and get in and get out with the least amount of injuries. The healthiest team possible going into Ohio State. But keys for Penn State are work on the things that you need to for these bigger type of games. Don't allow UMass to build confidence. And Penn State knows that. Penn State is going to run the big plays early in the first quarter. I could see Penn State going up 14 and nothing after the first quarter and then just, again, progressively, slowly grinding it out. I anticipate those garbage touchdowns by UMass. The backups for Penn State will be in early on both offense and defense. Let's see if some of the freshmen can impress, like a Tony Rojas, for example, or a Zion Tracy. Those guys, uh, King Mack, any of those guys on defense, I want to see a little more of them. A Jameel Lyons maybe gets another sack and, and adds that to his stat sheet. This is going to be an easy one for Penn State. They're going to let off the gas. 38 to 14 is my final. Once again, let me know what yours is. Subscribe if you haven't already. Become an everyday or wherever you get your podcasts or right here on YouTube. And for more Penn State football coverage, we're going to have rapid reactions. We're going to post game interviews all after the UMass game, the homecoming game for the Nittany Lions right here on Locked On.